Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. funky band leader anthony Kaffer. hello keeping it keeping it not that white i like it man keeping it funky (laughs) not that white that's a good way to describe me not that white not that white anthony (laughs) Kaffer. i love how he was like a plane got shot down okay give it up for (laughs) dustin's vinyl what (laughs) i didn't hear about this i didn't hear about it either i hope it was a model what that's a reference to yeah a model plane (laughs) some kid with you know hope wasn't like a one with people um that's why <laughs> that's why we do this show so people can escape from real news and just lose themselves in this whatever it is we do on here it's uh people are dying right now anyway it's time to laugh <laughs> and talk about music nobody likes hey guys <laughs> this is fun uh how was your music week do you uh do you listen to anything fun this week Besides what we were supposed to listen to. Uh, oh, besides that, uh, let's see. What, what? Let me see. Uh, I what's, know what's I did. in your jam. What's in your queue? What are you like when you're let's just see. like chilling out? What, uh, what's at your top thing? The, oh, the last thing I listened to. I'm really into Spotify because I forgot. Uh, I was listening to uh, this Wilco album that came out a long time ago. Uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Oh you yeah, that one. I That's don't. A good one. Um, and then I was listening to a band called uh, Parquet Courts. Wow, man, you got me on all those bands. <laughs> What's uh, one of the questions today um, is uh, for the for the Twitchers out there is who's your band that you judge others for not liking? Ooh. Do, you, do you have like a band that you just like when people don't like it? You're like, really, dude? <laughs> well, I I'm always skeptical when when people shit on the Beatles. I know okay. it's like the obvious one, but yeah, uh, that because you can learn almost anything you need to know about writing a a good pop rock song from the Beatles catalog. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a pretty big red flag. And then Nirvana is like the band that made me want to be a musician. So if somebody says they don't like Nirvana, I'm a little skeptical of of their taste. Yeah, mine's probably Fleetwood Mac and the Doors. That's probably. Mm. <laughs> Is it really? Because I, I don't love the doors. I gotta say, is that a, a thing no, with you that was and Jeff? Inside Jeff, oh, yeah, with my co-host waiting in the rains. I was just trying to make him laugh. Trying to make him laugh. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, to me, it's anything that's like uh, you know, like blues and like a BB King or kind of the mm-hmm. thing. Allman Brothers is kind of my you know, religion. So when people don't like the oh. Almond Brothers, I'm always like, dude, because to me, they're the Southern Beatles. Like they're, they're okay. a band that kind of like, you know, from the South, I think they're the most intricate, you know, band that really did a lot of, you know, kind of 
original work and stuff that a lot of people weren't doing and combining yeah. different forms of music, you know, they're, they're a band that I have always been aware of, but I never dove too deep. So what, like what, what would be, if I would, for somebody like me, where would be a good album to start with? I, you know, it's kind of, I always say greatest hits and work your way back, but peach is good. I mean, it's, you know, just i have all of them and uh you know it's just every time i see one there's one uh, greg allman by himself is great like just you know just don't get the share greg allman album that's the one you want to oh, avoid yeah yeah <laughs> you want to avoid that one altogether <laughs> that that's when people were really famous when they could just like you know hey we're fucking let's make an album you know? let's just do an <laughs> album together <Yeah. laughs> the peach is great that's a good one um okay. that's probably the best one uh, let's see here. What other question? Another question. So this one's fun. If I can, you know, I got this, I got to figure out a better way to do my questions here. Uh, let's see. So who did it best? And this is going to later in who did it best? Uh, Madonna, a mm -hmm. Cindy Lauper, B, Ooh. C, Britney Spears or D lady Gaga. Is this for me or just This is for you. Yeah, we're going to ask everybody else as well. You guys get ready for your answers for later, but this is just for me and Anthony right now. I I think there's different things to consider. Uh commercially, I think Madonna if you know because of okay. the, the the longevity of her career and the you and know, she just 18 year olds at <laughs> 60. So, but I got to give her that. If I was going to hang out with one, one of them, I would hang out with Cindy Lauper. I like Cindy Lauper the most. I'm wow. going to Cindy Lauper <laughs> yeah. all day. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think some of the about her is just really like fun and like she didn't take herself that serious. Whereas Madonna kind of got a little too into Catholicism and trying to prove points and, you know, a little weird stuff. Whereas I think Cindy just kept it fun because girls just want to have fun. And yeah, she just kept it fun. Yeah. I think talent wise, I'm going to go Lady Gaga. Um, I think Lady Gaga can play because I'm a big guy. When you can play an instrument, I'm going to yeah. elevate you. It's yes. just and she all. writes a lot of the songs, right? Doesn't she write all of them? Or writes most a lot of, them? of the songs. I think the other artists write some of the songs as well. But I think Lady Gaga is you know classically trained and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But Madonna uh, wrote some, I think. But I think most of the the hits um, that Cyndi Lauper had were not her. Not her songs. Yeah, I think in my it, random pool today is uh, you know an artist uh, Nina Simone, which I oh yeah I I always put Nina above Aretha Franklin, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, anybody pretty Edda James, whatever, just because she could play. She was she a could, classically yeah. trained uh, pianist, and she would have been that if she had gotten into the school she wanted to. And because of racism and all that bullshit, she wasn't able to get in. So she kind of got into the jazz you know, circle yeah. and started kind of creating this kind of music. This album is, I mean, it's just a amazing piece of music. I don't know if you have this one, but I don't have uh, that one, but yeah, I, I put a spell I on you, which is the big famous song. It was, song. uh, yeah. Um, a lot of the, the soundtrack, uh, what was that? Uh, Jesus, some spy soundtrack that was on, um, God, I forgot. I'll find it in a minute. Soundtrack. I'm losing my mind. I, anyway, I watched Bridget the documentary. Was in it. Yeah. They did a remake of it. Oh, okay. Uh, Point I saw of the, no return. That's it. That was uh, big, they had a lot of her music in that. That's kind of what I got turned on by. Oh, and, uh, okay. 
then I got more sophisticated in my old age. But uh, <laughs> you guys, Nina Simone is Nina a great, Simone. great pool. And she, you know, not like some of these, you know, artists out there just dancing around like she was really. Oh, yeah. Of, she, she was, was an activist. Yeah. A lot protest of her, songs and stuff. Yeah. Those a lot of her great protest too. songs. So that's yeah. That's my random pool today. Nina Simone all day. And uh, one last question before we premiere our video today. We're going to premiere a really cool video Ooh. we're very excited about. And uh, last question. This is an interesting one because um, best band that sounds like other bands. Oh. Because, <laughs> okay. you know, there's a lot of bands that I like. And uh, like Jeff got me on to the Struts, which I think they're phenomenal. I, I, I listen to them all the time. But the they struts? sound like they sound like six other bands and I don't care cause they're so good. And so I feel like one of, you know, like Oasis, I think would be <laughs> yes. in that realm of a great band. that sounds like another band. Yes. Who, who would be that for you? Do you have one? Um, well, there's a band that I really love, um, called local H. Okay. And they were one of the only bands that I've ever heard where you could tell that they loved Nirvana, okay. but it didn't sound like it. <laughs> Every other band that tried to sound like that was terrible. Mm. You know, it was like, it was too much. And, yeah. and they, they had a nice balance of like, they definitely were influenced by all the same bands and also Nirvana and brought their own kind of thing to it. And they're okay. a two piece band, which is, and that was before White Stripes and Black Keys and all that yeah. stuff. That's cool. Well, today we're going to be talking uh, to Rival Sons, which is one of my favorite bands of the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, they got a Zeppelin sound and stuff. So we're going to, we're yeah. going to kind of be talking in, you know, about that kind of stuff. So, uh, very cool. Very excited. Uh, so guys, if you could answer those questions that, uh, hopefully you have different answers and uh, you can kind of throw it at us. We're going to be, uh, we love your input. It, it breaks up the show. We have fun with it. So feel free to, uh, you know, answer some questions and get it out to us. Cause we really <laughs> like that. And we're going to premiere our video called the snooty record guy and so take it away this might take a few seconds if you want to play a little bit while he's loading hey uh, how's it going can i help you um, do you have any, uh, Pat Benatar? You know, love is a battlefield, hit me with your best shot, you know? No, we don't carry that kind of stuff here. What? How do you not have Pat Benatar? Because she sucks. She's the greatest. She's so underrated. <laughs> underrated? Yeah. Pat Benatar? Yeah. She's not even in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's yeah. what you're going by. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is all corporate. It's nonsense. How about Madonna? You got any Madonna? Madonna? Oh, you mean uh, Dolly Parton with drum machines? Like a virgin? Come on. What is wrong with this place? Madonna, another underrated artist. Well, are, did you really just call Madonna underrated? Ah, blowing my mind here, man. Get some good music in this store. What do you know about music? You, you want to talk underrated? All right. Here, Harry Nielsen. Son of Schmilson. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Uh, the Breeders. Mountain Battles. What? Much better than Last Splash, which is the one you probably know. What? Nope. Pinkerton. Never heard of it. Van Weezer. That's the only good one. 
Van Weezer. Dude, you're in the wrong place. Maybe you're in the wrong place. You know what? You're right. I quit. You're gonna quit? You run the store. Yeah, I'll run this place and I'll fill it up with Madonna and Pat Benatar records. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's start the show. Hit it, Anthony. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dustin's Vital. I'm bringing in my lovely co-host, Jeffrey Poe and Adam Holtz. Yeah. Look at that. That was high tech. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, video and everything. Yeah, where did the inspiration for that come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And I and I watched High Fidelity the day before we. I told her you got to be a snob. I want you to get into Jack White, the whole thing. And I watched I've seen lots it before, of Jeff, but I hadn't I seen watched it lots of uh, Who's Your Band. So that's how mm-hmm. I got into my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> the, act, the acting was in, incredible, guys. Fucking <laughs> 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 nailed it. <laughs> we did pretty good, I thought. Yeah, I feel like I was just being myself. Except I do like Pat Benatar. Yeah, well, yeah. And actually, um, I like I like Madonna. I like Pat Benatar too. I was just making fun of you know the whole. Yeah, well, you of like the show. This, We're but, making fun of the show. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Stop shitting on our acting. We're, we're taking risk here. <laughs> All right, Paul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't make me go after you. I will. Let's have fun. We're family here. We don't shit on risk. We take risk. We take risk. That's right. We do. That's right. So okay. good to see you guys. This is fun. I thought that was fun. I thought it was a fun way to kind of do something different on the show. I don't like to do the same shit over and over. I'm not married. We like to uh, we oh. like to switch it up, make it different. So. I, I like the um, the the question about the uh, who did it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. And uh, you know, uh, Cindy Lauper, you're right, Anthony. He, she didn't write a lot of her stuff. Who wrote a lot of her stuff? A lot of her hits. Um, mm-hmm. Eric Brazilian and Rob Hyman, and they were in a band called the Hooters. Do you remember them? All you zombies, Johnny B. They were no. a great, great '80s band. But they were just like incredible songwriters, and they uh. they wrote like a lot of her big hits. You like and, Nina and- Simone at all, Jeff? Um, She's okay. You know, she's okay. She would, okay. She's fucking well, phenomenal, dude. I'm gonna play this show. You, know, you think Nina Simone's okay? It's not, my, it's not my. It's not like my kind of music. I mean, you, I you like. You can't say she's okay, though. You can't be like I she's okay. I want. <laughs> dude, no, 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 no. Even yeah, if I it's not the kind that. of music you like, she's incredible sure. at it. She's yeah. like, she's yeah, sure. unbelievable, dude. Yeah, sure. Oh my God! <laughs> You're ridiculous. Right. Pat Benatar, you think the cars are overrated? Pat Benatar, yeah, yeah. I think the cars are underrated. I think the cars are underrated, and Nina Simone is overrated because she was artsy. Nina Simone, so we have to like. She was artsy. She was a classically trained pianist. She wrote all her music. She wrote all her music. She was phenomenal, man. She like made a stance in the sixties. To that all day. Oh man! Wow. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Sorry, so who's your artist like to today? So who's what album did you pick? For today? Uh, yeah, so, someone, Talk about so, okay. Talk about yeah, so, so, average. Who, yeah, someone who's been yeah, someone who's been in obscurity for years and, and didn't work hard and didn't pay her dues. And yeah, you, know, you, know, you know, the world was just thrown at. She didn't sacrifice. Yeah, a little little, little mm-hmm. unknown artist named Madonna. Uh <laughs> 
Talk about okay. okay. Yeah, she's okay. <laughs> I, listen, she she's more than okay. Yeah, you know, this is this is. No, like no, no. Gabby. Nina Simone is more than okay. You can't. You can't. So Nina. Okay. She's all right. Um, all right. She <laughs> is. So we're talking about today her debut album that comes out in nineteen eighty three, and when it when it charts when it when it first comes out, it it enters Billboard at one twenty three. Um, and she's only 24 years old when it comes out. And, you know, a little background about Madonna is she can't, you know, I think we all know she came out of the New York dance club scene. Uh, she was, she danced at places like, uh, the limelight and, um, Danceteria, which were big uh, discotheques in New York city. She actually worked as a waitress at a Danceteria. And I actually know and worked with the guy that signed her. It was uh, Seymour Stein and Seymour Stein's kind of like a well-known guy. He was known for, he signed the Ramones, the Talking Heads, the Pretenders. And he had a label that was called Sire, S-I-R-E. Remember Sire Records? And they, I think, wound up becoming a subsidiary of CBS Records. That's who I worked for, like, in oh. in the uh, mid-80s. And we worked on the same floor together, which was the 11th floor of Black Rock in, um, on 52nd Street in Manhattan. Um, but anyway, Seymour Stein is in the hospital at, when he first heard uh, Madonna. Uh, Madonna's friend over at Danceteria was a DJ named Mark uh, Cummins, and he gave Seymour uh, a, a cassette tape. He listened to her, signed her, and that was her first album. And her first album, and it, you know, I think it's a collection of elect- electronic dance music, uh, pop songs. Uh, it spawned hits like uh holiday uh lucky star which was her first top 10 hit you know number four <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that would be a good version of it uh he's borderline <laughs> i like it that would be if the cars met madonna right there. <laughs> uh yeah remember borderline um and when she first also broke uh she was on um a lot of black stations um, Much like Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't have black stations when Elvis came out. But what she did was she brought together like a whole bunch of different subcultures. You know, she brought together black, white, Hispanic, gay, straight. And when they first released um, everybody, they the singles were released with no picture on her of her because they thought she was black when she first uh, came up. So um, I, I I love her album. Um, I think part of when you talk about Madonna, you're also talking about her style of the time, the jewelry. Uh, remember the uh, boy toy belt buckle was like, you know, big for her image. Um, if you remember like, like girls, you know, uh, everyone wanted to dress like her. There'd be Madonna lookalike contests and, you know, the songs. I mean, I think the songs are great. Like uh, the song Burning Up, um, high energy, raunchy rock guitar solo in it. Um, even though there was like a lot of synthesizer in that song, um, I, st- I I enjoyed going back and, and listening to this. Um, it had like real organic instruments. Um, like Borderline had that really very pretty piano medley in, in it. Um, I wrote down some, uh, yeah, I wrote down some, yeah, that was a, I wrote down some note. You know what it reminded me of? You guys remember a song by Stephanie Mills called um, uh, "I Never Knew Love Like This Before"? It was a it was a nineteen eighties song. 
I no. never knew love like this before. No, I don't know that one. That that borderline really reminded me a lot of that song. You know, especially that that piano part. Um, what that, the intro part? They yeah. have like because it also. Well, I was trying to learn some of the parts, and it's got like a similar riff as that Thirty Eight Special song. Oh, like, uh, so caught up in you. Yeah, yeah, that's caught up in you. Yeah, I can hear that. I can see that. You know yeah. that part? So caught up. It's it's kind of like the other songs I liked off of this. Um, did you guys like uh, uh, Physical Attraction? That was my favorite uh, track off of this. I really that, liked that. That one was okay. Yeah, it wasn't. That wasn't one of my standout tracks, but that one was pretty good. I what think borderline's probably the best track. one. Mm-hmm. Borderline uh, is a great border, yeah, borderline's <laughs> holiday. I thought Border- it was a, a great one. Um I, I like you know, she wound up what they did was like in so this album was released in 83, and you start to see like the like the big disco 12 inches. You remember like the extended mixes of songs and she wound up getting like this really famous DJ who wound up mixing her songs that really blew her up. Dance club. Do you guys remember uh, DJ Jelly Bean Benitez? <laughs> no, no, I do not. No, but that's he, the next he, character for next week. Okay. <laughs> DJ I want to play. I want to play Jelly Bean. That's, uh, <laughs> all of my he, life. He winds up becoming like a really big uh, producer of uh, pop music, but mm. it was it was. Uh, doing extended mixes of physical attraction and holiday where it, it was like his first in his first foray into actually producing anything from scratch you know so um this album has a lot of history and really really branched out and influenced a lot of people like one of the people on that uh, list uh, was Lady Gaga and a lot of you, you can hear a lot of Madonna influenced say. in Lady Gaga. You know? <laughs> Lady Gaga owes her royalties. Yeah. So yeah. and she, owes, know, th- you know, she owes Grace Jones royalties. You know. <laughs> and then I mean, it's, it's a deep album Jeff, how, too. Jeff, don't you think there's a little influence with Grace Jones, like with her, with her, like I kind think of with the I think outlandishness with the art, and stuff. I, I think with the artsiness, yes. And I think great, you know, from what I remember of Grace Jones a little bit before my time, uh, I remember Grace Jones being a, like really like a big like like fashionista type of you know yeah uh, she, she was like, music pretty much she was yeah. Studio Fifty Four but I think her fashion overshadowed her music you know she, I remember she had some disco hits but I wasn't a big yeah. fan of it I thought Madonna kind of really crossed you know genres I mean she was dance music she was considered a little bit of R&B um later on uh uh dress you up or the second album had a, a heavy rock uh overtones to it so I think it's a good you know, one too yeah she she kind of like crossed a lot of different she broke a lot of different lines um I think like when like on the first album um, that we're talking about here, I think it's something like burning up. Um, you see a little foreshadowing into what her future may be because it's a, that's a really erotic uh, song, you know. So I think it's, I think it's an album that is like I mean for a debut album, it's like oh my god, like yeah, you can go like four or five deep, you know, just like the cause, and yeah. it's just like such a great album, and yeah, it, half, there's half not a clunker on it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and then she has a string of of of, of hits. 
she, you know, of albums. She goes like into like the mid nineties, into the two thousands as well. But this was a great way for, for people to get to know her. She, she again, she she's a woman. She came from Detroit, worked hard. She was uh, knew she what she wound up doing. She was also a dancer for uh, Patrick Hernandez. Do you guys remember Patrick Hernandez? He had a, a disco hit called uh, "Born to Be Alive." Oh wait, that sounds familiar. Born, born to be alive. Born oh yeah. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. She when he toured, she was one. Dances, so you know, oh. so you kind of you, know, you also see like um like maybe she's the, the, the blueprint for J Lo a little bit because J Lo was a background dancer as well, you know. So I think I think Madonna is, you know, I I don't listen to like her politics. I don't listen to what what any any celebrity really has to say. But I think as far as talent and what, she, what and taking risks and the thing that she's done, I I really have a lot of respect for her. And I you know I don't know if you guys ever seen her in concert, but she she puts on a hell of a show too, man. She worked. I can imagine. It's, it's, it's a yeah. long show. I, uh, I like her politics better than her music, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you know, Madonna, you know, Donna's kind of like alcohol for me. I just, you know, I got, I did too much of it and then I had to stop. <laughs> and so I feel like, you know, but you know, I think the best Madonna album is the Immaculate Collection because it just has, it has her hits in this way that it's just like, you know, it's perfectly put together because a lot of greatest hits yeah. albums aren't good. And I love that album. I think it's a good album. I think it like encompasses everything. I have a hard time just listening to a Madonna album all the way through. Mm -hmm. Like this one was tough for me, you know, because I just feel that it's just not music I'm listening to now that I'm an adult. You know, mm. um, I feel like when it came out, I was in junior high and it was a big deal and it was fun and she was gorgeous and the whole thing. And Madonna could teach a class on how to become an icon. You know, I mean, she really... She she introduced things like you said, she crossed, you know, cross culturally, you know, the, the, the world was pretty white. It was pretty boring. It was pretty she was introducing a lot of New York funk into That's like, right. That's right. pop music and stuff. Things that were happening in New York, underground music that was happening, you know, the dancing, the thing and all the stuff that, you know, the people weren't really getting into yet because before. I don't her, forget was, the jewelry, too. Well, no, no, no. You, you love the fashion. jewelry. You're all about yeah, it. Yeah. The, the rubber, the no, 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 rubber no, no, bracelets. I, I, I was about to say that. You know, that's what I when I say icon, that's what I mean. You know, and but she's also you know very Marilyn Monroe. It's you know it was a lot of you know just stuff that she took that she you know embraced and and it was great. I love her as an artist, and her longevity is great. Um, you know, it's uh, but after a while, it was too much. You know, it was just like it was too much Madonna. You know, she she had no business being in a lot of movies and things. And after a while, you're just like, Jesus Christ, how much more Madonna are we going to take? <laughs> and uh, but, you know, and the music's not very complex to me. It's a lot of simple hooks. And I think uh, it works for pop music. And I think, um, you know, I just because something's a hit doesn't mean it's great. Um, but I think MTV and, you know, her being in Playboy, those combinations really exploded her. And like you said, the dance tracks and like all the dance 45s and stuff, the 12 inches or whatever. So, yeah, she's great. I, I can't take her anymore, but um, I haven't been able to take her music. Last live thing I saw was a Super Bowl thing. That was weird. So, I, you know, she's she's good. But it's not something I would put on. Much like you think Nina Simone's okay, I think Madonna's okay. okay at best. You know, oh. it's just it's just not something that I would even I would turn up if it came on the radio, unless it's mm. like my favorite song is not on this album, but "Crazy for You" I think is her masterpiece. 
Mm. I think that's the cool. That's mm. the that's the heartfelt song that I like because it was in Vision Quest, and that's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. And so, because <laughs> I love wrestling, but I like the, it's, I like, well, yeah. It's, I was gonna say like off of Vision Quest. I used to love the song Change. Remember John Waite? Yeah, vaguely, but yeah, I yeah. love yeah that. But her, you know, I think she's great. She's good, and she's you know, and she without her, we don't have a lot of other things. And so I give her credit for all of that. But it's you know, like Nina Simone's the same thing. Without Nina Simone, there's not a lot of music happening, you know. And so yeah. same thing. She's a she's just as much of a pioneer as Madonna is, and mm -hmm. that's you know. So I see her like that. Madonna's a pioneer, but at the same time, it's like it's not my thing. Yeah, I definitely think she she's a pioneer. That's what and I she said. was great at constantly reinventing herself, her image, her sound. Yeah, that's right. It's fun, uh, you know, the like, videos. The music grew. Yeah. The yeah. music grew. Like when you Kinda, look at songs. Yeah. Like in the 90s, well, yeah, she did like no, the Bedtime like, Stories album. She tried. She tried to play guitar a little bit. She tried to like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, 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 she, she hit a, a real clunker when she did. She played guitar uh, like, like Barry Gibb. Yeah. Played guitar. <laughs> Remember like she did a remake of, um, <laughs> and that was, I think, one of the worst remakes I've ever heard. Which one? American Vita? Pie. Oh, oh, she's song. I don't remember hearing the Vita that. Vita was probably her worst. Okay. Her worst, you know. The Vita thing. was bad. The Vita was really bad. But but I but I think like you know the, the one with uh, Frozen and the one she the duet she did with Justin Timberlake. I mean you know uh, Four Minutes to Save the World. I think it was well great great song. Then she really evolved as an artist, you know, and, and musically. Uh, yeah. from, from the first album. I, I, mean, I don't think she made it out of the 80s. She's another one that did not make it out of the 80s. In the early 90s, she yeah, skipped I mean, around. Early 90s. Disagree with that. Early 90s. I don't think she made it out of the early 90s. I think 93 oh, and it was over. Mm, I, you know I what I loved, so. though? I loved the... Um, Prove me wrong. That Ray of Light song. I, I, I don't know what the that rest was, of the album that was, was like. That was late 90s. Yeah, that was... Okay. Uh, uh, Frozen. Yeah, that, um, no, those were all late, late 90s. Oh, uh, she, she had the one. She had the one other one that she kind of like sampled off of Abba, uh, caught up in you. Um, I don't remember I mean, that the, one. Th that was those were all really like big club hits, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And, and I mean, they and they were so edge. And then remember, uh, I think when you think of like late early nineties, you're thinking like the um, Exotica uh, album, which I really didn't oh, yeah. like all that much. I thought it was a little weird. Yeah. You know? Adam, Adam, how you feeling about uh, Madonna as an artist? This album, like, talk to us. I mean, uh, I mostly agree with you, Dustin, about how, um, I, you know, she's she's so iconic. You can't dismiss her influence, but it's really I, I had such a difficult time getting through this album. I just thought every single yeah. song sound there was a yes, it was every song very was very difficult. similar. I did like Absolutely. burning up. I thought that was a great song. I hadn't heard that one before. But, um, you know, I'm just looking here and she had 50 number one hits. She's got the most number one hits oh. for any artist. Wow, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of the number ones. But you thought, try you to... thought like physical attraction and holiday sound even remotely similar? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I, I just I just had I I mean, most of it, especially this album. I know that some of the other albums, there's the songs are a little bit more distinctive. I thought this one was just more clubby, more more dance oriented. Oh yeah, well, it was. It, that's what. She, yeah. But that was her audience. Right. That's what she was going after. Yeah, right. I, she she's talented, but it's just not for me, man. It's not. It's funny know. because I 
I actually liked this album more than the other one that we're going to talk about later. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that, that, that's kind of interesting right there. You know, and also, like uh, Dustin had uh, kind of mentioned, she was in Playboy. And uh, when she first came to New York, I mean, she was basically homeless. And she was mm-hmm. living out of her car. And to make ends meet, she would, like... Uh, uh, pose naked like for for art studios like you know, she was doing like you know photography you know uh artists you know and that's how the pictures wound up getting uh, released and so oh. she instead of like running away from it she embraced it and she you know she yeah. had, you know agreed to it do something scarred a lot of us because uh when we saw her armpit armpit hair it was like oh my god we didn't we've never seen that before so it was like because playboy was everything was polished and so here comes madonna and playboy everybody's excited and then she's like ah and we're like ah you know it was just too much was that before truth or dare or was that after way before, before way before way yeah before. yeah I didn't even know she was in Playboy because I, I mean, this album came out a year before I was born, this first one. And it looks so like she's, time, yeah, it looks like she's been following fish on tour for about uh, four years. <laughs> That's what it looks like. I, I, I remember when the book came out, the sex yeah, book. That was later, yeah. Yeah. But that yeah. was, I, that might have been the first time I remember hearing about her when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like with Madonna, it's like she, like, like I'm a Sinead O'Connor guy. So it's like when she, like when Sinead, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like when some of that was happening, she's later than Madonna, but I just like, I would hook on to something late after Madonna and just stay there. I never went back to Madonna is what I'm saying. Whereas mm. I feel like, you know, it's one of those, she's a great, and I do love Cindy Lauper. I think Cindy Lauper just didn't take herself too serious where Madonna was bringing in black priest and crucifixes and shit. And you're just like, you know, it just it was, was a lot like, of imagery yeah. and she really did embrace, yeah. uh, yeah. Um, MTV, but so did Cindy Lauper. You know, she I mean, did, but not like Madonna. Yeah. I, th- I felt like no, she took herself less like seriously. Madonna. I felt like she was more fun. I thought it was more. Yeah, kind it was of, mostly fun. Yeah, it wasn't. She wasn't trying to, you know. Cindy Lauper the did the uh, did the theme song for Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, I gotta love that. Right. <laughs> she also did the. She also did the um, she also the song on Goonies? Yeah, Goonies good, are good, good enough. enough. Yep. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Come on. So that, that's what I'm saying. You're doing Goonies. You can't take yourself right. that seriously. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Adam, that's anybody, uh, any questions? Anybody chime in? What's going uh, on? Yeah. Yeah. We got some, uh, let's see. We got, uh, Joyce Rose, 1313 says I loved holiday and, um, Madonna did it all, which, um, yeah, we were talking about before happy mischief. She was the best at reinventing herself. Um, we got, Got a question here from uh, Morty Nault, who asks, uh, just from our artist from last week, do you think Billie Eilish is this generation's Madonna? No. I wouldn't com- right. I wouldn't yeah. compare them, I don't think. No, that's definitely more Gaga, but yeah. Yeah, Although, yeah. Nicki Gaga's Minaj probably- and you know yeah. that yeah. those kind of people, I think. But the other per, the other she might be said. for the generation. Okay, here's the deal. Every artist is a product of their generation. So Madonna was a product of, of us. We were wearing swatches. We were dance clubs. We were into so it was like she was a product of us. Whereas like Billy Eilish is a product of kids now. And uh, you know, depressed, wearing baggy clothes, whatever it is that you know right. that kids are now, it's different. So I, I see what they're saying by that question. So I, I say I say yes a little bit because of that, because a lot of the kids are kind of like her, Billy Eilish. So Madonna was a you know better looking, more fashionista person, but we were all striving to look that way because in the '80s there were women looking like Madonna before Madonna. I mean, it was like you know the hair was teased, everybody's wearing bracelets and stuff. That we, we were on our way to that, and she just kind of took everything around her and made it bigger but there was a lot of madonna types before madonna 
Well, even Cindy Lauper had a similar look as Madonna when she first oh. came out. Oh yeah, that was all, just the look. Yeah, it was like so. You, you, you know, I would run a parallel between Madonna. I'd say Madonna and Cher. I could see with, it with, with the, way the, music, the way the music uh, evolved, the way they kind of changed themselves. Cher's know. a way better actor, though. I'll tell you that. She crushed her with the acting. Didn't she? Did she win the Academy Award for Moonstruck? Was she uh, dominated for something? I think she won. Yeah, I think she won that. Either, either Moonstruck or uh, any other questions? Adam? Or Mask? Did she get anything for Mask? No, but that was that was a good she one. Should have. That was a good one. Just after. Never mind. That was a weird one, but it was good. <laughs> the hooker scene freaks me out. All right. Um, Adam, any more questions? Did anybody answer the question, who did it better? Who did it better? Madonna, Cindy Lauper, Lady Gaga. Britney Spears. Britney Spears. You no, think Britney Spears? Any, uh... I think Britney Spears had potential to be on that level early on. but So Jeff says Britney Spears? No, I'm going to say, if, if, if to answer that question... Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm going to go Madonna, but I mean, okay. um, you, you know, if you're going to break it down to the points you spoke about earlier in the show, um, when you talk about overall talented, you know, playing music, music and writing and everything, I mean, Gaga, I mean, you know, she she she's off the charts right now. You know what she, she which plays also on the charts. Place. Yeah, um, <laughs> say the least that of all them would probably have been Britney Spears. <laughs> she don't she don't write anything of her own. That's true. She doesn't typically write, and she, she has a lot. I mean, she I think she's really the best. I think she's the best. Like maybe yeah. I'm gonna say dancer. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Britney dancing. Oh, yeah. She, well, if we're doing a competition, I mean, you should get some dancing. You're a phenomenal dancer, Jeff. Uh, do you have any, <laughs> yeah, do you have any I, that I, footage, Adam? Do you have any that footage of and Jeff I follow dancing? Britney Spears on um, on Instagram. And she, and she and she posts like uh, all these dance <laughs> things that she does, right? So I watch them. Like you know, I critique her dancing. And I'm like, and then I send her you notes. You critique her dancing. Yeah, I, yeah. I sent her I notes. I bet you do. Yes. I bet you do. Because yeah. you're I'm phenomenal. Like, this is what I would do. Let me show you. And then you, know I who I would, you know who I would have put as one of the choices, uh, multiple choice on this question? I would put uh, Janet Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Same no. era. No. No. Yeah, no. same era. And also no. talk about reinventing itself. We only do white yeah. people on this show. <laughs> <laughs> We're kidding, everybody. We're kidding. Um, yeah, Janet was Janet was bad. I mean, Bahala Abdul was good. I mean, there's you could no, go Michael on Jackson and on and on bad. and on. But it's like, you know. It's uh, you don't like Paula. I love Paula. Oh. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. I like the cat, the animated cat in the video. Yeah. <laughs> she dated Arsenio opposite, Hall. Opposite, opposite track. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> straight up. I straight up. I still think is a song that holds up, man. I think that's still a really. I think solid Madonna song. ruined uh, Sean Penn, though. I think she. I think after 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 they broke up, I think he really. That's when he started hitting the cocaine hard, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that's when he started winning his Academy Awards too. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> yeah, he wound up doing like milk afterwards, and you remember? Oh, okay. I mean, milk it was, was a cocaine much joke, later. Jeff. What a step on it. Anyway, <laughs> listen. I go for I go for for accuracy and facts on the show. You know, he didn't do cocaine. No, I'm not saying he didn't do cocaine. I'm just talking That's about the joke. He did a lot of cocaine. Time. Okay, okay, he did, he did cocaine very good. Yeah, That's all it was was a cocaine joke. There is fact. You do go for facts and accuracy. Okay. And then Nina Simone's okay. Well, that's that's still going to haunt me for the rest of the week. That's it's, it's opinion. It's opinion. 
Madonna can't uh, even like it's not even close. Yes, she can. No, she can't. Yes, she can. Not for the soulfulness of the music. It's two I mean, different types of music. No, it's not. It all comes from blues. It all comes from rock. It's all the same thing. It all comes from the same it's place. Too, it comes from still, one place. Still, it's it's too. You know, if you're gonna say soul, then you, you know why not throw Dusty Springfield in there? I mean, you talk about someone who sang from the soul and from the heart. And, and I mean, she, you know, you, you, would, you would put her in there. She was also white. Well. It was a lot easier to sing when you're white. Yeah, but it wasn't easy to sing. <laughs> you were a lesbian. They didn't know that till later. No, because she had to keep it pretty quiet. easy to, yeah. Yeah, to, you know, to I mean, see that she was black. She, she was she couldn't get into schools like she couldn't even get into her own shows, you know, back, you know, backstage kind of stuff like, you know, it was different for black people in the 50s and 60s than it was for a woman who might be a lesbian. No, she was a lesbian. I no, no, no. But my appear to be a lesbian. <laughs> it didn't come out till later. It, it wasn't well, again, right away. It wasn't right away. I have an album right now. It talks about which what kind of boys she likes. They do a Q&A on the back of the album. It says, what no, kind of did, boys do you like? And she did. says, I like I like tall men. Like, it's a whole thing. It's a Q&A they used to do. So they also, they also kept, what's his name, Rock Hudson uh, uh, in, this, in the, uh, in the, in the closet, closet as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know what his music's like, but his acting was pretty good. <laughs> it was, it was, his music was very much like Liberace music. was another guy. He wasn't gay. There's no way he was gay. Liberace? Liberace? No way. No way. If you really think I mean that, you really got it. You don't know me at all, Jeff. You have no idea who I am. If you really think I meant that, come no. on. No. All right. Ask, save us, Adam. What else we got? Anything? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> save this show. Save this show. <laughs> yeah, we got a bunch of people saying uh, that's kind of a, a tie, really, between Madonna and Lady Gaga for uh, okay for that question. Um, yeah, Does that was about... Okay, that's it. All right. Yeah. What about uh, so we got to we're going to the next one. Um, so what about bands that sound like other bands? What do you got? Who do you guys like that that sound like other bands? Bands that sound like other bands. I'll give you an old one and a new one, and they both okay. remind me of the same band. I you know do you remember the eighties band Zebra? Vaguely, yeah. Okay, uh, tell me what you want. That was like their big hit. Uh, Wait until the sun is gone. I used to love love this band. Uh, both Zebra and I love Greta Van Fleet, and mm. they both remind mm -hmm. me exactly like Zeppelin, who I think is you know on my Mount Rushmore bands. So I'm gonna nice. go with those two. What about you, Adam? Um, I might go uh, Gaslight Anthem, who um, you know they they took a lot of flack for sounding like uh, or or structuring a lot of their songs like Springsteen. Oh, okay, very hmm. cool. And so what's the band today? Uh, what album we got today, Adam? What are you bringing right, in for their got, second feature? We got the sixth studio album from the Long Beach, uh, California band Rival Sons, uh, nice. Feral Roots from 2019. Now this uh, this was nominated for two Grammys for uh, Best Rock Performance wow. for Too Bad and for Best Rock Such Album. Such a great album. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is, uh, and, and you know what? Um, this band actually formed on MySpace. That's Whoa. so cool. <laughs> So Jeff knows wow. them well. Right. <laughs> me, and, me and you know them well. <laughs> me and you and Alan Fuchs. Fuchs. Alan Fuchs. He's the one that got me into this band. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Yeah. They're, um, they're such a such a fun band. I mean, go ahead, Adam. What do you think? Uh, what's your take on this album? Well, I I mean, first, I, I didn't even realize they've been around since 2009. And um, 
This is the first, um, I, I've heard some of their songs before. This is the first album that I've sat down and listened to of theirs. And uh, it took me a little while to get into it. They were a little bit too much at first. I thought of a, you know, of a throwback band. It's kind of the same situation with the struts, but um, I started getting really in, especially today, starting getting really into this. I mean, it's great bluesy, um, hard rock. And so, um, it, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just such a great album. Yeah, I enjoy it. Um, I, they're just, there's a lot of fun, you know, yeah. and it's like they do their pressure and time is such one of my favorite songs. And that's, you know, on that album is really great. I think that's the name of the album, Pressure and Time. But uh, yeah, they're fun. And the drumming, I really love the drumming on their albums. Like yeah. the drummer is like, to me, the star of the band. Uh, Mike Miley. Like, yeah, Mike Miley. Yeah. Name. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. Like it's like there's so much good drumming, and I'm a big fan of the Colt. And I think uh, he, oh, he, there's a, yeah. his voice kind of sounds a little bit like Ian Astbury a little bit. So it's like I love a that's kind of my ideal band, a band that kind of rocks out with talented guitarist and drums, and then you know a guy that kind of has this kind of high voice that's gothic, if you will. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I I like this album. I hadn't heard this album. Uh, Pressure and Time is always in my loop and all that, but I uh, listened to some of their older stuff. So I was happy happy they had a, a later album but uh yeah they're just a band that works for me like they're the the music uh i liked most of the tracks i was kind of into i mean once in a while i you know i could see like a track you know being kind of like sounding like the other whatever but that's to me that's that's good that's the reoccurring thing in rock music that that you know one of the songs sounds like the other so there's only so much you can do sometimes you know what i mean right so i feel mm -hmm. like that's going to happen a lot so i don't i give i'm forgiving of that because like the struts i mean you know it's like i i love them but the, a lot of the songs are similar and anthem and what they're kind of going for in the style of the music and but i you know but just like the struts i really love rival sons and you know, I just think this is a fun album, and I know Anthony hated hated it, but uh, I'm curious, I, curious why you didn't like it. So, Anthony, let's go, Anthony, and we'll go, Jeff. So, Anthony, I, so I didn't hate it. I I okay. actually did like it, but there's okay. something, I, and I can't even really put my finger on it. There's just something about it where if I don't listen to it again, I'd be okay. Uh, yeah, it's I can see that. Okay, I'll give you that. But, but but there's stuff that I you know it's it's very Led Zeppelin. Uh, but the cool thing is that they can kind of back it up. Like there were some drum parts that that guy was yeah, doing where I was like, yeah. that's a John Bonham kind yeah. of thing. And he's pulling it off. Yeah. Um, I thought that the, I think maybe what it is, is the the singer reminds me a lot of Chris Cornell. And, yeah. but he's not, Ooh. he's not Chris Cornell. I mean, he's good at, at what he's doing, but I guess, you know, there's just something, it just felt like maybe I was listening to a, you know, discount, Soundgarden right. album at times. So, so maybe that was something that, but, but, um, but yeah, there was moments there was definitely Zeppelin, some kind of Sabbath stuff, like some of the softer songs, the, the vocals kind well, of, they, sound a little they opened for Sabbath. Yeah. Oh they, yeah. They were the opening band for Sabbath when, uh, they reunited and went on tour. They were like the opening oh, okay. band. Well, that, so, that makes yeah. sense. That, yeah. The first, I forget the title, but the first track on the album, the, the riffs kind of reminded me, um, I mean, everything was Zeppelin-like, but it also kind of had a Rage Against the Machine kind of, like the it's, riffs. I mean, and I then, don't know. Yeah, I get it. I mean, so how do you feel they, about the struts? Don't you feel like they take a little piece of everybody? I don't like, know the struts. Oh, you don't know the struts. Okay, gonna, you got to get into them. You'll them like out, them. Yeah. All right, Jeff, talk to us. Um, I, I like hearing like you guys 
uh, talk about like who you think they he sounds like. And it, it, it's funny how like music like hits it differently. Yeah, um, he said, I, yeah, he said totally different people. Like it's interesting. Yeah, I um, because I because I, I was hearing a lot of Paul Rogers in his voice. You know, and, uh, and you, you were saying Rogers, Zeppelin, uh, bad and, company. Yes, and, that, and, that, yeah. and that's who that's who they reminded me of. Like, I guess uh. you know, of, of a two thousand version of uh, Bad Company. Um, I actually, I loved this. I absolutely loved loved this album. I was getting mad that like like how is this band not bigger? You know, after listening to that album, and how did it take me so They're long? So not underrated. To get turned on to it. <laughs> they are completely underrated. They are completely underrated. They probably still have three houses though. Uh, that was my joke. Think, it was uh, just like. <laughs> Listen, I have I have two houses, you know, and, and, and hey, it's still, quit, it's still front. A we don't do that here. Stop <laughs> two that. houses, yeah. Uh, you one? and yes. your wife make money. Stop making it weird. No. This, yeah, we're talking about it. the artist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, they're I think they're great players. I think they the, the hooks on the songs are great. Um, I I just. I think their songs are made for FM radio. Um, I, I I just think like, I don't get why this band hasn't blown up yet. And you know, and what's a shame was they were supposed to tour this summer. Uh, they mm. were supposed to be the opener for Aerosmith on their fiftieth anniversary, wow. and the big show was supposed to be Aerosmith doing two nights over at Fenway Park, and they they. They postponed that. They pushed that back to uh, 2022. Um, but I thought this was going to be the year for Rival Sons. And so now they're going to have to go and do like, yeah. you know, listen, this is a band that is getting of money and that has to do like club dates. And they're going to do like, you know, smaller venues, you know, headlining on their own. But I thought the exposure that they would have gotten with Aerosmith this summer, I thought, yeah. you know, this is a band I think that still has a lot of room that's going to take it to another level. I think so too. Um, I think the problem with this band, they just, you know, they started in 2009, you know, that's a lot of it. I feel like they're a band that uh, it's, I think it's hard for guitar bands and, you know, musical band to, to be, to start this time and age. Like it's just a different time. Like people want hip hop, people want dance, people want JLo type stuff. People want, you know, it's like, it's, it's different, you know, it's like, that's why there's no, you know, when we watch the Super Bowl halftime show, there's no young rock band because it, they don't, they don't really, they're hard to find. I think it's like how one of the hardest things. Look how they disrespected, you know, rock bands like this or, or rock bands in general disrespected on the Grammys or even yeah. the Rock and Roll Hall of they, Fame. But yeah, it's, but Kanye, Kanye was with Paul McCartney. He was like, who's that old guy? Like, the, <laughs> I know, the generation that. coming up right. doesn't understand. Like, 100%. You know, yeah, I think 100%. If they started a few years earlier. They could have had the same su uh, success as the Black Keys or Kings sure. of Leon because they kind of they kind of mm. fall into that same. I mean, even though their first song sounds a little bit like the Black Keys. Yeah, and I I think they're doing okay. They're probably the okay. probably the same kind of fan base as the Black yeah. Keys in a way, you know, where it's like they sell out. I'm sure they sell out when they go to places. I'm sure they could sell out the Beacon, you know. I think enough people know who they are, but it's like, yeah, I think they're coming up. But uh, yeah, I think you know, definitely exposure would have been better. They headlined a, a couple of years ago. They did like some like the outdoor amphitheaters, and they were the headliners, but they needed a strong support act uh, to sell out. Um, yeah, so like the you know those kind of those are venues that were like two three thousand seat uh, venues. Mm. Um, Do you remember yeah. who? And that's what, uh, I want to. Oh my god! Yeah, I, they would. The they name's would, escaping me. 
It was someone who was actually halfway decent. Like, you know, there was a, it was a good band that, that, that yeah. helped them sell tickets. I'm sure they'll, they'll end up in some festival circuits and then they'll get bigger and bigger. And, you know, it's just like, but uh, they're a great band and we're, you know, I'm hopefully I, Anthony, I'm going to, I want you to check out pressure and time. It's very Zeppelin, but okay. it's a beautiful I like song. Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful song. It's, I think it's, I just, it's a perfect rock song. It's called pressure and time. Been, I'm yeah. sorry. It may have been clutch. Clutch is oh, great. Clutch. It may have been, been, been Rival Sons Clutch. That's my band. Like I would that, love to see that concert. That would be that, yeah. that would be a great show to go see. That would be good. I saw a Clutch with Motorhead, and that was a phenomenal oh, show. That was man, really good. Motorhead at, must uh, have been the great. Nokia Theater. That was phenomenal. It was so good. Nice. And that was the first time I was at a. It was the first time I felt old because my <sighs> my my friend she always takes me to concerts and we always go and I she always asks if I want earplugs and I go Nah, dude, I'm cool. And I, was like, <laughs> I don't need. I don't need earplugs. All right. I'm not at that level in my life. Like I'm, I'm still, you know, and then fucking motorhead starts. I'm like, I need those earplugs immediately. <laughs> <laughs> my ears were bleeding. All right. Uh, Adam, any more questions? We only got a few minutes left. Uh, no, I don't see, uh, actually I see an answer here to, um, the, the question about bands, uh, it's mm. sound the same. Um, let's see. Expedited, uh, Din says, I, uh, I would say the Black Crows and Led Zeppelin. Ah, Led Zeppelin. Okay. Exactly. That's a smart man right there. <laughs> Led Zeppelin, they they get off they get off on that a little bit. And then it's just like a lot of people sound like Zeppelin, and then they sound like a lot of people. So that's a whole whole nother thing. It's a cycle. It just goes and goes. All right. What what new what news coming out, Adam? What do you got? What's the new stuff we can get on vinyl right now? All right, let's see. Um, well, first, actually, from the from the top of the show, Anthony was talking about Wilco, Yankee Hotel, Foxtrot, and Parquet Courts. Uh, uh, I could probably light up gold, right? The their debut oh, album. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. one's. Great. I, I guess I if you guys one. haven't heard it, two fantastic albums: Yankee Ho Hotel, Foxtrot, probably the one of the best albums of the past twenty years. And uh, Light Up Gold is just a great album. It's got the uh, such a great one-two punch of. Uh, uh, master my craft and borrowed time great albums you got to check those out sweet see so since we had uh i'll start with the soundtrack since we had soundtrack month last month um got the 2017 charlize theron movie atomic blonde uh coming mm. out from uh, mondo music double lp it's a needle drop of the 80s best cuts i mean there's so good Till tuesday mode. voices yeah. carry which is such oh, an awesome song. song um we got uh flock of seagulls i ran uh uh, 99 Luft Balloons, London Calling. There we go. And Ooh, uh, yeah. George Michael's father figure. Plus you have Wait. Health, uh, who we heard on the Grand Theft Auto 5 soundtrack doing uh, a cover of Blue Monday. So oh, wow. a, I, I know the Orgy one. cover. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is a great cover. Yeah, that's yeah that that that's a good movie too, man. I mean, it's like Atomic I mean, Blonde. She's hot. She's kicking ass. It's great music. I she's think I saw that in theaters. I don't so know why. Good. Yeah, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw I just saw Spiral at the uh, movie theater. That's the Chris Rock produced thing. Oh, the Saw thing. Yeah, I don't like critiquing people. Um, I think, <laughs> but Chris Rock makes comedy look easy, but he makes acting look really hard. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So I'll, uh, we got, we got, so we got a bunch of reissues coming out. We got, um, since we were doing a uh, Madonna, here's another eighties pop star, uh, Belinda Carlisle, Belinda, the 35th anniversary, uh, edition, uh, double LP. It's got the songs mad about you. I feel the magic on it. Um, we got, um, 
for any rockabilly fans out there, we got Brian Setzer, Rockabilly Riot, Ooh, Volume oh, wow. One, Ooh, a nice. tribute to Sun it's Records. Yeah, awesome. double LP, uh, twenty-three track album focuses on Sun Records. Um, basically, Sun Records songs are recorded between nineteen fifty-four and nineteen fifty-seven. You got Carl Perkins, Johnny Cash. Jerry Lee Lewis and Elvis Presley. So covers awesome. all of those. Ah. Awesome, uh, Sun album. tour, Sun Record tour. If you ever get a chance in Memphis, is phenomenal. Right. Uh, very cool, it? guys. Thank you so much. Oh, We're out God. of time. We got to start the next show. <laughs> but uh, thanks for uh, listening and watching Dustin's Vinyl. Check it out on our Facebook page and our Instagram, and let us know if you want us to cover an album. Thank you, everybody. It was great. Bye, guys. Anthony, yeah. play us out. Something in the way Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>